1: Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Engadget Podcast, and uh, in this episode I'll just be chatting with Max Avery, the author of A Masterpiece in Disarray, David Lynch's Dune, An Oral History. As you can guess, this is a deep dive into David Lynch's adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune, a movie that wasn't really well-loved uh, when it was released, either by critics or fans, but I think has achieved uh, some sort of a cult following. It's an interesting project to dive into now, as we're still awaiting Denis Villeneuve's second Dune film, and, uh, you know, we're we're in a really interesting space when it comes to science fiction movies. I feel like Marvel films and a lot of the things we get are really sanitized versions of science fiction, and David Lynch's Dune certainly is not that. Max Avery is a longtime film journalist from ComingSoon.net. He has bylines on Wired, The Dissolve, and Vulture. And for a full disclosure, he's also a longtime friend of mine. But I do think Engadget readers and listeners will be really interested in hearing more about David Lynch's Dune. Let's get on to our chat. Max Avery, thank you so much for joining us in the Engadget podcast. Thank you for having me. Max, I've known you for a very long time, and uh, I know sometimes you take on questionable tasks, you know. Uh, I remember at one point you watched all of Dark, uh, what was it?
2: Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Hundreds yes. of
1: episodes of Dark Shadows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Remember that project?
2: Yes. I couldn't get anybody to uh, pay me for that.
1: <laughs> so you did that without getting paid. <laughs> Why spend two years of your life uh, researching and writing about David Lynch's Dune?
2: Oh, you know, I love an underdog. Mm-hmm. I, I love, uh, you know, I, I like the little kid on the playground who's uh, nobody's paying attention to, or you kind of make fun of. You know, like I like that kid. And Dune is kind of that kid in, in terms of <laughs> the one you know. who's
1: been beaten down by history, you know, for for decades now. So okay. yeah,
2: because like even like you know if, if you go back to the '80s, like obviously you you know you have you know the Star Wars and and all that stuff, but like you know e- even movies like Last Starfighter and Crawl have like their fan bases, mm-hmm. but I mean like Dune, you know, never really got the the its due in in, in terms of like a, a serious like modern examination um you know even among lynch fans mm-hmm. you know like um even among um, lynch himself right so yeah yeah who who who's that who's that guy who wrote infinite just david foster wallace da- yes david yeah. foster wallace in 1996 did this article for premiere magazine um where he he went to the set of Lost Highway and he interviewed mm-hmm. David Lynch. He did this big, big profile on Lynch. And Dune was like two paragraphs of that. Uh-huh. And like, it was basically very dismissive. It was very, very kind of, you know, snide. It's just like, you know, yeah, Dune was just like the stepping stone that he needed to make real movies like Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it deserves more than that. You know, like it's, it's, first of all, Lynch spent, you know, three years of his life on it. And it's also his biggest budget movie. It's Mm -hmm. his highest grossing movie still to this day. Um, And uh, yeah, and I think, you know, you know, in terms of a lot of Lynch fans tend to dismiss it because Lynch himself dismisses it, Mm -hmm. you know. But as um, Jordan Hoffman says in my book, uh, I interviewed (laughs) Jordan for the book, uh, you know, he, he says, you know, like Franz Kafka wanted all of his work burned. (laughs) <laughs> when he died you know so it's like what the author thinks of their own work mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit after you know it, the the after it's out in the world then it's ours
0: mm-hmm. to, to do with ours. as we please yes and That's i think that yes and mm-hmm. there's
2: a lot of you know the thing i discovered as i kept watching the movie and kept you know researching the movie is, is there's so much of lynch himself of his personality of his you know his belief system his you know mm. just just his whole psyche is infused into this movie, you know, in, in, in a really indelible way.
1: Do you think like he, he has sort of disavowed the movie because it wasn't the full vision of what he wanted? Cause it did seem like he, he went in with an artistic, you know, actual design for this movie and what he was
2: trying to say with it. <laughs> yes so mm-hmm. i think i think you know we, we we obviously we get into a much more detailed and you, you talked know,
1: with lynch which is i think yes. a pretty big coup for him to open up to an interview about this movie so good job
2: yeah that man did not have to talk to me Yep. <laughs> but uh you know the book definitely it, it you know it went from being uh you know uh, a stupid little book to a stupid big book uh <laughs> after he talked to me so like, yeah I, I definitely got access to a lot more people you know because he kind of legitimized it That's and great. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and he's wonderful and, you know, and he did kind of, you know, uh, you know, approve of a lot of the ideas that I had about what, what he was going for. He was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Yes. And then mm-hmm. like, so that was very, that was very uh, fulfilling. And so, but yeah, like I think that, uh, you know, he wanted to do, uh something and I think he got about two-thirds of it to the screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's it's pretty sad because like what is there is fascinating. And, you know, especially if you look at it now, you know, like the movies that you and I have to watch, you know, the big blockbusters that are coming out, you know, they're just like they've had all the edges, you know, you know, mowed off with a belt sander. Like it's like there's there's nothing strange, you know, nothing weird, nothing startling, mm-hmm. nothing interesting, you know, they're all just, they hit the beats and then that's it. You know, Lynch's movie is full of just this immaculate strangeness, you know, you people with, you know, these heart plugs that get pulled out of their bodies. You've got like a cat rat milking box. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, you know, the, these these weirding modules that, the you know, blow people up with a word. It's like it's, it, it's all these things that Lynch brought to the table are you know that they're really fascinating and pugs too like there's lots of pugs pugs, lots of pugs in the movie so many pugs that sense of weirdness
1: I think that is also what struck me like the more and more I've been reading your book Max that we have lived through so many Marvel movies so many people trying to replicate what Marvel does and just feels like yeah things have gotten watered down to to a degree, like uh, sometimes I feel like I'm watching the what uh, what you, what you call it? like a like a mythical version of like what a movie should be. What's the term when medicine's watered down? It's like a uh, okay, I don't know I'll I'll think back to that. But it feels like the movies we're seeing now are kind of watered down by um, in terms of their overall creative visions, in terms of like what they're trying to do with an audience. It is strange when things kind of stand out, right? Like, I think um yeah, I think just to, raimi...
2: to use a, a, another yep. medical analogy, it's like a placebo for a movie. <laughs> like a placebo for a movie, yes. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um
1: I think, like, it's strange when something kind of pops out, right? Like, I, I, I was surprised that Sam Raimi ended up making Doctor Strange 2. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool Sam raimi in that, even though that movie is also, like, being weighed down. By, uh, by the pressures of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything. What mm-hmm. are the sorts of things, like you brought up some things in this movie, like what are the sorts of things that really strike you as being unique that we don't really see that much these days from Lynch's Dune?
2: Oh, well, certainly, you know, like the, I mean, the, I really love the idea of the uh, uh, voiceover narration that mm-hmm. e- like every character in the movie it's a voiceover you know like they, <laughs> yes. you hear the inner monologues of everybody i was talking to a guy um who uh, runs a comic shop here in brooklyn at uh, anyone comics and i love we're, them yeah Are they
1: the ones in crown heights yes
2: yes yes i remember them yeah 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 so i was just i was just talking to him about dune and he's like oh dune that's like the most comic book movie ever because it's like it's like the thought bubbles mm-hmm. you know and so like yeah and, and I've, I've heard lots of people being like oh like if that movie had been a hit you'd have seen that like in an Tons of movies because it is a cool idea, and it and it, you know it takes a lot you know so yeah the Dune takes a lot of big bold swings like that mm-hmm. you know like and unfortunately like you know they in in the process of editing the film you know the the producers you know started insisting that Lynch include you know more exposition and <laughs> in those inner monologues you know stuff that like you know as as Lynch says you can start to smell a rat you know mm-hmm. and so and it, yeah so that that's kind of how the movie got. That's one of the many ways the movie got bastardized in post-production. You know, I think, like, some of it is due to Lynch's just inexperience and he didn't have as much clout. I mean, he point. he went yeah. straight
1: from small, uh, small indie projects, right, straight into this massive studio thing, which tends yeah. to happen today to young directors, you know, so... Yeah, Elephant yeah.
2: Man was, like, Elephant Man... It, it's weird, because, like, Elephant mm-hmm. Man... Was this, you know, sort of Oscar caliber, you know, Mm -hmm. star studded biopic, very classy, you know, uh, and uh, and then he also did Eraserhead, which is this totally gonzo, you know, midnight movie cult thing, you know, oddity. So like and both those movies were successful in their own realm Mm -hmm. and for their own budget. So it's like, you know, at that point, I think the studios could, like, read anything they want into the tea leaves, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, he could do Star Wars. He could do Fast Times <laughs> at Ridgemont High. Like, he could, he could do anything. <laughs> and it's like, in hindsight, of course, you're like, no, David cannot do, do all that. He, he of just it. wants
1: to be a little freak. Like, let him be a little freak. Like, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No, but mm-hmm. but I think Dune was actually, you know, I think he was right to take it on, because I think mm-hmm. he is a he is a good choice for it. It's just like... He, you know, they gave him a lot of creative leeway at the beginning. And then I think about halfway through the movie, I think they realized that it was getting a little unwieldy. You know, they were never going to be able to make like a commercial film out of what he was doing. And it's like, right. Yeah. So, like, you know, they tried to kind of, you know, mold it into something else and. You know, yeah, and that's why it f- it feels a little, uh, you know, bastardized, a, l- a little bit, uh, you know, not what it, c- it's not all it could be.
1: Yeah, it's not a, I mean, I've watched it recently, too, and I remember seeing, you know, Lynch's Dune as a kid. I, I was, I, the visuals of it, the scope of it always kind of amazed me, like the sheer amount of imagination in that movie amazed me. Watching it now, you are like, okay, this is kind of messy, but it's also an interesting mess, and maybe... Maybe we need to learn to appreciate interesting messes more because I'd rather have an interesting mess than a completely bland cookie cutter thing like Ant-Man 3 or something. Oh, my God. I, I railed against that on Engadget. You guys can go read my review about that thing and just how empty that felt. And if anything, Lynch's Dune is not empty it may be over, over stuff like that. That's perhaps the opposite problem, but I think that's more interesting at least. Right.
2: Yeah. No, I think, I think Lynch on a talk show a few years after it came out, he said, it's like, it's like a really nice Porsche that's been sort of crushed and compacted. (laughs) Like you could still drive it, but it's not like, you know, it's still a Porsche, but it's not Mm -hmm. as good as it was, (laughs) but uh, no. And, 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 uh, but that was the fun part of doing the book, um, which is, um, you know, I mean, first of all, I'm say right off the bat, like the book is 560 pages, it's but big. it's, it's, it's yeah. big, but it's not, you shouldn't be intimidated by that because a, I, I wrote it so that you could skip around and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of skim over, you know, section it's, it's, Divided up into a lot of different sections. I feel and, like that—that that is yeah. your,
1: um you know, entertainment journalist uh, blogger mentality too. Like you're ready, like you just want to skip ahead, like follow this index, uh, go all around where you can. I, I like your guidelines, Max, for yeah, how yeah, we yeah. actually go through the book. Yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah, and also like it, it, I, I cut over a hundred pages out of it. Like wow. we re, we really whittled it down to the bone because I did not want it to be boring and I did not mm-hmm. want it to be academic. Well, you like, need
1: but, your 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 director's cut in a
2: couple years. <laughs> you know, my You'll Alan Smithy it. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like I I. It, but but the really cool thing about writing the book was, you know, it wasn't an authorized book, but I still had access to all these people. You know, I talked mm-hmm. to Kyle, I talked to Sean Young, I talked to Rafaela De Laurentiis. So, you know, I talked to Bob Ringwood who was amazing. Huh. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, like Bob Ringwood who did the costumes, you know, like he who's never talked about this movie, like really. And he's like, he does not hold back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, uh, And that's, that was the great thing. It's like, I, I, I could, I, I didn't want to do like something gossipy Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, or, 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 you know, uh, lurid, but uh, you know, I, I wanted to just write about the movie, but I wanted to be honest about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want it to be a kiss assy, you know, oh, everybody had a great time. We had a lot of fun. It was so amazing. You know, like, I hate those things.
1: You, yeah, whenever you do, like, uh, roundtables or press uh, press days for recent movies, nobody says the truth, right? Because it's too fresh. It's too real. They're all still going to see these people. You really need that hindsight of time to really mm-hmm. get let the truth simmer for a while for a lot of folks, right?
2: Yeah, I picked the sweet spot. Uh, it's been long enough that uh, a lot of people don't care anymore, uh, mm-hmm. but not so long that they're all dead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a good timeline. Yeah. Good time. Um, good job.
2: No, but some of the people really like like some of the people I had talked to were like ninety years old.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so like it was it was it was, cool. re- it was really like now or never. Like this was like I, I, I did as it went on, it, it became more and more important to me to try to get as many people as I could because, you know, like like I had one one guy uh uh who died <laughs> <laughs> while oh, wow. I was in emailing him to talk to him, <laughs> you were trying to arrange finish dates. your
1: book, Max. Like the yeah. <laughs> clock is ticking. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah,
2: no, no, it's 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 serious business, you know. And I think, uh, yeah, a, a, as a historical document, I think it has mm-hmm. a lot of value. And um, yeah, and I, I mean, and that and that was also something that was really important to me because, like you just said, like you know, as a seasoned movie journalist, you know, I'm used to you know doing stuff that's that is very hollow. And very, like, you know, just, you know, it's basically PR. Yeah. This and, person
1: was cast in this. Uh, you yeah. keep going. 20 posts a day. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just blasting out content with a cannon. And, uh, yeah, no, and I, I like the idea of doing the opposite of that, of, like, honing in on one movie and really just examining it, you know, like, down to the molecules. And, you know, really, you know, trying to see if, if there's, there's something, mm-hmm. you know, more there. And, and in the case of Dune, there was a lot more. The, you know, and I, I, yeah. I, I think I think people are when they read the book are going to be surprised by how much of David is in there, and how mm-hmm. much you know, uh, how many you know, great little you know details, and you know how much thought went into everything. You know, the look, the feel, the script, everything. You know, like this was not. You know, some people are like, "Oh, David just did that for the money." No, like he really put his all mm-hmm. into this thing, and so did everybody else.
1: Like Dune, even though like I think narratively kind of, kind of messy, it doesn't look half ass. It looks like everybody gave their whole ass to that movie at least. Like there, you know, <laughs> there, there's a lot of work, a lot of thought put into that whole that whole project. Uh, you talk, so yeah, you talked to a ton of people. Max was there? Was there anything you learned that you never knew before in uh you know in doing this book? And you don't have to spoil the whole thing, but any tidbits mm-hmm. you want to share, like cool cool info you learned?
2: Well, uh. uh... To me, one of the most fascinating things was about a hundred days into production. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan walked off the movie.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And uh, that's a pretty
1: long shoot for 100, at a hundred days. Okay, <laughs> was he just
2: like sick of it? It was no, it? no, no, no. It was not about exhaustion at all. Mm-hmm. It, like no, every that's the thing. Is like I, everybody working on the movie was mm-hmm. enj- enjoying the process of doing the movie, but in behind the scenes, there was a lot of turmoil like the, sure, in, ter- in terms of the, fi- the financials and all that and um and the de La organization you know they they worked a little differently <laughs> than a normal <laughs> hollywood organization um i would say you know so like a hundred days into filming kyle did not still still did not have a signed contract Ooh. and they kept adding more movies onto mm-hmm, it and mm-hmm. all this stuff And it was like the idea was like if he waited until the movie was done he had no leverage right basically and so like you know his agents and lawyers or whatever were just like you know this is scorched earth but you're gonna you're gonna walk off the movie and then and and sure enough the the contracts were magically signed like (laughs) like a day or two later and uh yeah and and to me that that's a fascinating thing because you know if people don't know like this was kyle's first movie Mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, he's the, the lead of a, of the biggest science fiction movie ever made at the time. And, you know, it was the most expensive movie universal pictures had ever made. And, you know, to, to have all that on his shoulders and then in, in, and have never been in the situation before yeah. at all. I never basically never been before a camera and like then to have the balls to <laughs> just walk off in the middle of it, you know, that took guts and that love took, him. yeah, you got you mm-hmm. gotta love that guy, and he was great, by the way. He gave me a lot of time and gave me a lot of great stories like that, and <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that man.
1: That's cool. Also, I love uh, I love Kyle McLaughlin's like late career now too, like where he is. He was in the Good Fight. Um, he was also in a movie nobody saw, but uh, the uh, what was it Confess Fletch, the John I... Fletch movie. I love that movie, and he is so good in it.
2: Yeah. Okay, I, I got to tell you, I uh-huh. I I was hired by um, Kino Lorber oh, okay. to do the audio commentaries on the two Chevy Chase Fletch movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, I read all the Fletch books. <laughs> I I got you went I got down vi- your rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, I went yeah. I went down my rabbit hole again. And then, like, uh, yeah, and uh, I love Confess Fletch. Mm-hmm. Confess Fletch is very very true to the book, much truer to the books than the Chevy Chase movies. And I, I think it's, it, it, it's, it's a magnificent movie for adults.
1: It it's is. A... It's so, it's so quietly hilarious. I think mm-hmm. and McLaughlin is great in that. Listen, Max, like we can talk about movies all day long and uh, <laughs> we, we'll have you back on the film cast at some point to talk about more movies. I do you have to say like, we are certainly in a golden period of uh reassessing the eighties. Right. And mm-hmm. it's because everyone's trying to redo the eighties. We're trying to. The people who grew up in the 80s, uh, like you and me, um, are now in the position to kind of make art or make things or go back and analyze those things. I've also been watching RoboDoc, the story of uh, RoboCop, mm-hmm. and that's also fantastic. What's the value, you think, in like, doing these deep dives into, into things that were, were at least well-known? I think RoboCop is far more popular than Lynch's Dune, but w- what was the value to you for doing this work?
2: Uh, well, if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it, I guess. I mean, I I mean, that seems like a good thing for Hollywood.
1: Like they just want (laughs) to let's do it
2: again and again, again and again. Yeah. And I mean, and it's funny too, because like in my lifetime, there have been three dunes. There's been the Lynch one. There's been Mm -hmm. the sci-fi miniseries. And now there's the the Villeneuve one. And so, and I think, I, I think it's going to be one of these things like the Wizard of Oz, like they're just going to keep trying to do it again and again and again. And, you know, that's because the story is never going to not be relevant,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: like, I mean, yeah, like just just the, uh, the, 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 idea of colonization and, you yeah. know, the, the, in, and all that, you know, I think it's, it's, it, that, that is a historically a very pertinent issue. And, you know, and I think Herbert really gets to, you know, it it, it gets to the deep, deep, you know, heart of mm-hmm. it and um Like, did you but, in the yeah. desert for a reason, right? Like Herbert had a lot of like
1: big ideas when it came to mm-hmm. how we were treating the Middle East and how. Oh yeah, like, it, yeah it's it's America not a co- it's not a coincidence
2: yeah. that arrakis uh, sounds a lot like "Iraq." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, but, yeah, no, but yeah, and, and that whole cycle of you know uh, oppression and then the aggression of the oppressed, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I think I think it's 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 always going to be an an important story, and and also the idea of. Um, you know, charismatic leaders and, you know, and, 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 you know, taking us down, you know, paths that maybe we shouldn't go and that maybe we shouldn't trust them. And maybe yeah. We b- should, people may not yeah. realize
1: this, but the Paul Trady story, it gets kind of dark eventually. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not all gleaming hero stuff for, for him. Um, I'm interested. So, what, what did you think of Villeneuve's Dune compared to Lynch's? Because I, I love that too, but it's just it's different. It's a very different artistic vision. It
2: is different. I mean, it is. It's sort of similar to like right after I saw uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, what'd you think? What'd you think?" I'm like, "I don't know. I saw half a movie." Let <laughs> ask me in a year. I did year. not like Infinity War. So yes, <laughs> I hear you. But like, yeah, like ask me in a year when I've seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I do, I do know that you know Villeneuve is certainly truer going truer to herbert's intentions with paul mm-hmm. um in terms of paul's story of paul not being an actual messiah who could make it rain magically at the end of the film um you know as in lynch's version mm-hmm. um i also i don't i don't know if 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 you saw this Devinder, but i I did like a whole um uh video uh it's about uh, four minutes long it's okay. uh, it's it's a cut of using abandoned uh effects storyboards that I couldn't include in the book. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh God, people got to see these. These are amazing. And Lynch had a whole other ending mm-hmm. that he uh had planned that was not Paul making it rain on Arrakis. Oh,
1: interesting. Um, okay. But it,
2: it it was sort of we'll uh, link to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Paul uh it, it was literally going into Paul's mind as he has this transcendent hmm. like experience of going to like this higher level of consciousness. And like there's like there's like all these like tiny you know third stage guild navigators attacking him and like and then they turn, and then he vomits angels. It's just crazy. And um and, and you can you can Oh Lynch, yeah. You can you can see the video of it on YouTube. I think you just look up like David Lynch, Dune, alternate ending. Um but yeah, like and, and discovering things like that, you know, I think, you know, as as you asked before, like why why do this? Because, you know, something like Dune for whatever reason, has not been given its due. Like, there are people, mm-hmm. that, people have not taken it seriously. They're just like, oh, you know, that's the Lynch movie that Lynch doesn't like or whatever. And it's like, it, there's a lot to it. And there's a mm-hmm. lot, you know, that was shot that didn't get into it. You know, like there's, you know, the original cut was four hours, you know? So it's like, there's, there's so much material out there that people just have never seen. Um,
1: Is there any chance that any of that would ever be restored or are they just like wiping their hands of that movie?
2: Well, I talked to Rafaela de Laurentis about mm-hmm. that, and you know, she didn't know the huh. stat- the status of the footage. I mean, I th- honestly, I think it's like a coin flip whether it exists or not. Because in two thousand eight, there was a huge fire at Universal, right, that destroyed right. a lot of stuff. Um, uh, I know that it existed prior to that because a lot of it was on the DVD, but that was not in very good quality, unfortunately. Yep. Unfortunately, the golden age of special features. <laughs> It was during the DVD era, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no. But uh, it's a coin flip also because it was a Delorentis production. It was mm-hmm. a, it was technically an independent production. It wasn't you know Universal was just financing it partly. So I think that it could it could seemingly exist out there. You know I've heard rumors maybe Criterion might be working on restoring be, it in some way that would be kind of a dream
1: i mean listen max like we are now in a world where we're using uh ai and lasers to scan like uh you know burn scrolls from ancient greece to determine what's in them so i think we can get we can make this happen we can get this footage or at least yeah. make it look watchable or something
2: yeah. well and we, we, we you, could be you, like indiana jones in that last yeah. indiana jones movie we just burn mm-hmm. everything and see if it melts and turns into something up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could totally do that okay this project, Max, has taken yeah. over a big chunk of your life. Uh, yes. It's like your third child now, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. do you have anything in mind that you're going to tackle next in terms of like a deep dive like this, an unloved uh, pop culture gem?
2: Um, well, it's, it's difficult because I would never want to do anything like this again. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically I spent a year... of the two years I spent working on this, a year of it was not knowing if I was going to get David or Kyle or Raffaella. (laughs) So I was like, I I basically didn't know if I even had a book for a year. So I was like, if I was going to do something like this again, I would need to know that I had, at the very least, the director.
1: I think this book proves that you yeah. can do it. You could, you could do the work at the very least. This is your yeah. um a more yeah. successful version of David Lynch's Dune.
2: Yeah, you can actually no, like... do a
1: big project. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but like no, but to answer your question, mm-hmm. like you know, like I think you know, like one movie I would love to dive into would be like The Keep. Michael, oh. Mann's, Michael Mann's the key. Another
1: is, movie, uh, yeah, abandoned by its creator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, e- yeah. even,
2: you know, and I think that was a, even a worse situation because, like, the the, the effects guy died. Yeah. And, like, they couldn't finish the effects, and, like, the Paramount cut, like, an hour out of it. It was a very similar type of story. Like, the, mm-hmm. the difference is, like, I don't even think Mann, I think man has been deliberately, like, suppres- is, suppressing it. Like, yes. he's like, I yes. don't want it on Blu-ray. I don't want yeah. it out there. Like I think maybe he someday might want to go in and tinker with it, which would be amazing. But like I think you know, uh, it it is a really interesting movie from a major director that is just kind of you know for all intents and purposes lost. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, that would be that would be an interesting one. But again, I wouldn't do it without Michael mm-hmm. Mann. I I did just Pepper do yeah, yeah I did just do a commentary mm-hmm. on um the Arrow Blu-ray of uh, Black Hat which is coming oh, very out in November. Nice. Yes, yeah, so that's the closest. That's very cool. It's the closest I've gotten so far. I remember being
1: very disappointed by that movie, but I love Michael Mann. Like the the trailer alone for Ferrari is just like getting me so excited because it's mm-hmm. such a perfect beautifully cut trailer and a great teaser for that whole thing so okay okay max i'm hoping that happens for you um that sounds like a really fun project too one one last thing i want to ask you Mm -hmm. because i think what's unique about lynch's dune is that as we've discussed it is such a like it's such a unique movie it's so filled with life there are it's not sanded down like so many things uh what are the movies today like it seems Mm. rare that we see movies that aren't so beaten down like um You know, are are there any you chat out like uh we we had mentioned uh Fury Road in our pre-chat, but I feel like that is one of just an artist taking a wild creative uh leap and a big vision there. Anything Mm -hmm. else you want to shout out that you think people should look at that's maybe been
2: undersung lately? Oh, it's an interesting question of like a more recent film. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. Because I I know you Max, like you are very much (laughs) into the old stuff, and I always have to like kick you dragging screaming into uh watching new things.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think the first thing that, that popped into my mind is probably um, the Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. I thought that did that did not get uh, that movie's great. It, yeah. the, the movie is just wonderful from top to bottom, and and like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang before it, it did not get its due at the box office, and sadly, we will not be you know seeing any sequels with Gosling and and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I mean I, I think that. Uh, that is that's an example of like you know shane black had the success with iron man 3 yeah and so he got to do one for him and i think that yeah like those tend to be the more interesting movies the one for me movies Mm -hmm. you know where where, where they got the blank check and they can Mm -hmm. they can just kind of go in and do something that's purely them uh unfortunately you're not seeing that that much anymore you know like you got you know guys like you know, like Ryan Coogler did had such a great success with Black Panther and then like yep. what's his next movie? Black Panther two? Okay. couldn't you couldn't you have taken yeah. a shot like in between those? Like Ugh. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Once you, you're in
1: the like studio machine or like or once you're in the franchise machine, it seems like it's really hard to get off of it.
2: That yeah. seems like
1: the big problem because it does take so much energy if you're actually if you're a creative visionary, you got to spend all your time on this thing, right?
2: Well, and you've got your, you know, you got your agents and managers mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, are like, oh, I could go do this little thing that I've always wanted to do, or I could get a big paycheck and pay all you guys a percentage of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you should do the second one. Yeah, I,
1: I think in terms of like big, you know, not to rag on all superhero movies, I've enjoyed yeah. quite a lot of them, but I think um, the movie I keep coming back to is like maybe James Wan's uh, Aquaman which I think Mm. was a batshit insane movie. And I think it generally like critically uh, loved because it was kind of doing something weird and different, but it also does it in a more crowd-pleasing way Mm than Lynch's doom. Like there's a lot of stuff going on there and whenever James Wan, you know, touches something, uh, what was the other one? horror movie that he did recently malevolent uh, malevolent which is another yeah. that movie is insane i cannot believe that movie yeah james wan loves yeah. to swing for
2: the fences mm-hmm. i do i do want to say that like you know for people who are you know in, in, inter- interested in reading my book a masterpiece in disarray dave is doing in oral history oh, uh sorry. you should... We should have said
1: that up front i will <laughs> you know what up front yeah. we'll also in the in the pre-recording before we start this interview
2: i will i will plug in max thank you me. thank you thank yeah. you um uh, in the book, we you know, I, towards the end, you know, we talk about sort of the legacy of Dune, which is something that hadn't really been explored much, in, in, certainly not in book form. And, um, you know, Bob Ringwood, the costume designer, when he made those still suits, mm-hmm. that was a very new kind of thing of like, you know, manufacturing these things out of black rubber that like right. looked like sculpted muscle. And it's like, and then what did Bob Ringwood go on to do? The Batman costume from Tim Burton's (laughs) Batman. And then what else did he go to do 10 years later? Uncredited? The X-Men costumes. So if you think about it, Mm -hmm. there is a direct- Well, we won't talk so much about those. Like the (laughs) X-1 costumes? Well, well, it's just like, but but if you're you're talking about like sort of the seminal movies in in the superhero genre, you know, like there's a direct lineage from the Dune still suit in 1984 and Batman and then (laughs) X-Men and then everything that came after. Yep. So yeah, I think I think you know this, There was a lot. There's a lot more that people don't give credit to this movie for, you know, having a downstream influence. You know, like I think even James Cameron, who I got to talk to, uh, you know, like he 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 to, he told me like when he talked to Denny Villeneuve, he's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, Denny, you got your work cut out for you visually because it's like it's it, it would be hard to top what mm-hmm. David Lynch did. And it was, I think, and in mm-hmm. some cases he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Like it's a, it's a totally different way of
1: approaching that
2: world, but uh, yeah. I think
1: uh, Villeneuve is more grounded, you know, whereas Lynch is like more wild, like eighties sci-fi, definitely coming off of Star Wars and everything.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. just it's 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 a, it's a maximalist versus a minimalist approach. Yeah. Like like with 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 Villeneuve, everything is kind of flat, brutalist, um, you know, spare. Um, big wide Ansel Adams compositions and you know mm-hmm. and, and like that's a that, that's a cool aesthetic in and of itself yep um but yeah I, I definitely prefer the maximalism and the uh you know the the wildness of of David Lynch and, and also David Lynch you know he he and his crew you know uh, Tony Masters who designed 2001 yeah. space odyssey was the production designer like just greatest crew and like they you know they made a real effort to make every world distinct you know it's like Caladan uh, has lots of trees so everything's made out of wood you know on, on, on Arrakis, you know they don't have trees they have sand so everything's made out of stone you know it's like mm, so mm-hmm. so you know where you are at any point in the movie you know wherever you go yeah and 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 Gidi Prime is just like this like horrific you know oil slicked nightmare you know sort of industrialization world um yeah i think i think it's 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 a, such a super cool movie with so many you know so many great flights of imagination and you know and I, and I think uh yeah just just it it, it, it it's burrowed its way into my heart you know? and <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and i i i think if people read my book if you already like the movie you will like it more um mm-hmm. and if you don't like the movie uh you you will hate it less yeah, yeah. I think I
1: think that is actually true. You will probably hate it less. I also want to say like, this is a good, the, your book is a good push to get people to revisit the movie, but also for new generations. I feel like, you know, that, I don't know. I don't know how, how younger folks like come into things like, or what is pushing them to revisit older things too, you know? So this seems like a really good launching pad. And I'm sure some kid out there is going to like, see your book, be inspired to check out that movie it's gonna change your life in some way, like that. That is, you know, I remember watching things as a teenager and as a kid that creatively hit something in my brain, right? And like mm-hmm. has led to decisions in my life down the line. So, I think this is yeah. one of those movies too.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when I was when I was in middle school, like some of my favorite books were like, you know, The Battle of Brazil about mm-hmm. the, you know the Taragilia movie, or like um, Final Cut about Heaven's Gate, you know. And so it's like, you know, I I I, I do have an innate sort of interest in you know these <laughs> movies that you know like didn't hit it out of the park but like you know went on to have you know influence blade runner you know and another you know that there's there's a, a book called dangerous days it was written by paul Oh Sammon. i need to read that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i talked to paul 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 was also on dune so I, mm-hmm. I talked to him paul salmon for my uh my book and he had some great behind the scenes stories but it's like yeah like there's, there's something really cool about um a movie that didn't quite you know uh land mm-hmm. but you know it, you know and, and i wish that david had gotten a chance to do a proper cut you know the his own director's cut of the film um you know he he's still alive so he still could you know fingers crossed um but you know i think i think even if you are not in, even interested in david lynch's dune I think you'll still find, people have told me like people have read the book who you know they don't even they, they saw it like thirty years ago yeah, they, bar- yeah. they barely remember it yeah and they're still they still enjoy the book because yeah like as it is a you know warts and all kind of you know examination of what it takes to put together a gargantuan movie like this it's a you know it's it, this movie was a massive undertaking, and there's so many crazy stories <laughs> you know that i you know I can't even get into some of which I couldn't even in the book because people were like uh maybe don't print that <laughs> maybe they'll, maybe they'll. you got the regret follow-up yeah conversation <laughs> yeah. okay
1: well all right max congrats on getting this book out i'm hoping the release goes well for you where can people find uh your work online where can they find you and reach out
2: uh well i uh i have my own website now uh, uh Com. i'm also on the social media site formerly known as prince uh it's just uh, at uh m-a-x-e-v-r-y and i'm also if you're if you're less interested in the me of it all and more interested in the dune of it all you should definitely check out my instagram that's maxavery1 um and that is entirely devoted to um a masterpiece in disarray david lynch's dune in oral history and uh, and all the fun stuff we you know all the appearances and all the you know articles that come out you know like we've we've been written up in pitchfork wired the, the rap uh, you know.
1: I saw congrats. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's been, it's been a fun ride. And I, I think, you know, people just across the board have been telling me how much they've enjoyed, you know, enjoyed the book. You know, a lot of the dude fans have said like, this is the book they've been waiting for their whole life. So, you know, like it's, it's obviously, it's very, uh, you know, it, 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 it warms me heart to hear that
1: <laughs>
2: well you know what and uh
1: if listeners want to hear more from max and especially our banter uh max also joined me on the film cast review of evil dead rise where we did not agree at all mm-hmm. about anything but that's mm-hmm. also a fun conversation so go check that out Max Avery. thank you so much for joining us thank you devendra always a blast